0: Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is episode 5 of season 2, and if you guys haven't noticed, we're going back to Adventures with Abigail, because I am now back in the United States, and Habib and I are not in the same place, so we can't record um, our co-hosted podcasts together anymore. So it's just me again. (laughs) And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about um, some stories from my time in Germany. So I hope you guys enjoy. So yeah, like I said, um, Habib and I are in different places now. He is back in Israel and I'm back in the United States. And um, we graduated from our DTS so, we can't record our co-hosted podcast anymore called Socially Distanced, which is sad. Um, so now you guys just only get to listen to me, <laughs> or if I have a guest, then you get to listen to my guest. Um, but yeah, I thought that I would just tell you guys a little bit about um, some things that God did in me while I was in Germany on my DTS. Um <laughs> If any of you guys are familiar with YWAM or with DTSs, then you would know that most DTSs are anywhere between five and nine months long, but my DTS was three months long because of coronavirus. So, um, my DTS was supposed to be five months long, but then it got cut short because, um... Because of corona and everything with borders being closed. So I wasn't able to go on outreach, which was very sad um, and very disappointing for multiple reasons. I was really, really looking forward to going on outreach to the country um, that we were going to go to. Um but yeah, God still did a lot of things in me, even though our DTS was changed a lot. Like our DTS was drastically changed originally. Our DTS was a mobile DTS. So what that means is we were going to be traveling to a different base, a different YWAM base, every two weeks in lecture phase. So in lecture phase, we would have gone to, like, I think nine different cities. I think I'm, yeah, I think nine, maybe six different cities. We were going to go to a lot of different cities during lecture phase. And, um each city that we went to was going to have, like, different, um, significance. So, we started out in Nuremberg, and Nuremberg was a major city in World War II. Um, it was Hitler's favorite city in Germany, and, um, we were supposed to, after that, we were supposed to go to Berlin, but we weren't able to, um, and we ended up getting stuck in Nuremberg for the entire DTS because borders were closed, and, um, we couldn't move around or anything. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a lot different than we were expecting. We started out as a mobile DTS and we ended up as an immobile DTS, um, (laughs) which is, yeah, it made the DTS a lot more interesting. Um, and we, all of, all of us, all of us students and even the staff as well had to learn to be very versatile and very flexible. And, um, basically not worry about the structure as much as the content, if that makes sense. Um, so uh, pretty much everybody that came to the DTS was expecting to travel a lot. We were going to go to four different countries during our DTS, and we ended up staying in Germany the entire time, um, in Nuremberg. We also were supposed to have live lectures, and we did have live lectures for the first two weeks of DTS. Um, We had, like, real people come to our DTS and teach us, you know, like, professors, not professors, but teachers that they were literally there with us in the classroom physically. But then two weeks into DTS, quarantine hit us, and after that, every single lecture that we had was on Zoom, so that was another big change in our DTS that we were not expecting. Um, so we really had to learn how to pay attention to Zoom calls and, um, you know, like, engage. You have to – it's easier to engage whenever somebody is physically in front of you. But whenever you are, you know, watching a video over Zoom, you really, really have to focus and force yourself to engage. Um so, yeah, there was just a lot of different things that happened in our DTS that we were not expecting. Nobody could have predicted corona. Um, besides, like, I don't know, who who was it? Bill Gates, I think, a few years ago did a TED Talk about a virus or something. Um, but, yeah, nobody could have predicted corona or, you know, done anything to change our DTS. Um, but one of the really cool things that came out of it, actually... Was that maybe two weeks into DTS, the leaders had us all sit down and had a conversation with all of us, all of us students. All the staff got us together and basically said, um, "Your school is canceled, and you're free to go." Basically said, "Like we understand that this coronavirus is doing crazy things to the world, and you, we are not going to hold you here, and we're not going to force you to do this DTS um, because some people." Like, some people were going to get trapped in Germany if they didn't leave the country in time. Um, And so the leaders told us, like, um, you can go pray about it, go talk to your parents, figure out if you're leaving or not, um, and then come back to us later today and make your decision if you're staying at the school or if you're going home. So everybody went off on their own. I called my parents and prayed about it. and. Um, just like, you know, ask God, God, do you want me to go home? Is this, a, is this the place that you want me to be? Even though like my school has technically been canceled. Um, and I just didn't have peace about it. I didn't have peace about going home. I really felt like I needed to stay in Germany. And so did every single other student. It was so cool. Like, our school, the leaders literally told us that the school was canceled and that we were free to go and not one student left because we all we all just knew that we were supposed to be there. And so even though the school was like kind of canceled, it still happened um, because no student left. We all, we all didn't have peace about it. And we all knew that God had brought us to Germany for a reason, even though Corona had changed some plans. Um, so that was really, really cool. I was expecting maybe some students to leave but not one person left which is incredible i think and it really shows like to me that shows how devoted we were to learning and to hearing from god and being there for what god had for us you know and it was just so cool and so beautiful and because of it some people are still stuck in germany even though we graduated a few days ago um well we graduated like we graduated on Saturday, May twenty third, and right now, as I'm recording this, it's the twenty seventh. So, um, everybody was supposed to leave the base by the twenty fifth, but some people can't because of, you know, because their their country's borders are closed. People people came to my DTS from all over the world. Um, mostly, there were Americans in my DTS. But there was a Brazilian. There was an Israeli. There was a German. There was a Russian. There was a Canadian. Um, People from all different places came to my DTS. And so some people are still stuck in Germany because their borders are closed or they can't get a plane ticket um, or they're having like visa problems or something. But yeah, it's crazy. Like, how much the world has changed because of corona i yeah i mean i've just never experienced anything like this before i was traveling back to st louis um on the 24th of may and in the airports it was literally it was literally like i was in an alternate dimension like a different reality It was crazy. The, it was just, the atmosphere was so different than anything I've ever experienced. And I know airports, you know, I've been traveling internationally since I was 10 years old. And I have been traveling internationally without my parents since I was 10 years old. You know, like I understand how airports work. I know how to travel. I'm comfortable with like airports and I'm very comfortable traveling on my own. I know how to get myself around an airport. I know how to get myself to a different country by myself, you know? Like, I'm very independent and I'm good at traveling. But this time, it was weird. Like, every few minutes or every, I don't know, maybe maybe like every 15 to 30 minutes, there was this announcement that came on the intercom in um, the Chicago airport that was saying, like, um, due to the rise of coronavirus – Please make sure that you are practicing social distancing and good hygiene and you're constantly wearing your masks um, Help to help slow des- the disease and save lives, blah, 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 blah. It literally sounded like I was in some sort of apocalypse movie. Like, I don't know if any of you guys have ever watched that TV show on Netflix called Containment. Okay. Okay. It's so good. Like, it's probably one of my favorite TV shows. It's so good. There's only one season because um, the show got canceled. It should not have gotten canceled, though, because it's amazing. Um, and it's about this, like, virus that the CDC act- accidentally releases into Atlanta. And then the whole city of Atlanta goes on lockdown. And um, just, like like, mass panic and it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely insane. And it's such a good TV show, but it literally feels like I'm living in that TV show. Sometimes, you know, like I'm living in like a zombie apocalypse. It's crazy. Um, and I'm sure everybody that's listening to this relates, but it's just, the world is so different and so weird. Um, but honestly, America is a lot more relaxed than I was expecting it to be. You know, being in Germany, you have to wear masks everywhere pretty much. Um, if you don't wear a mask, you can get fined. You can get questioned by the police. Um, like they're right now in Germany, they're pretty strict on their rules. No groups are allowed to gather. You can only go out in pairs, um, just like some pretty like pretty strict rules about like social distancing. And coronavirus and everything and quarantining. Um and so I was expecting it to be the same here in America, but so far since I've been back, nobody really cares about the face masks. Um nobody really cares about social distancing. Like I'm yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just because we're in America and like freedom is the big deal or whatever. But I I'm still getting used to it a little bit. Um, Technically, right now, I'm in self-quarantine for two weeks since I just traveled internationally. Um, And since also I was living in the Schengen zone. Um, The Schengen zone is basically the EU. Um, Germany is a part of the Schengen zone. And that is one of the... Right now, the Schengen zone is one of the, like, um, red zones or whatever you want to call it. You know, like, places where corona is bad. So, like, China... Um, the Schengen Zone, places like that. So I'm self-quarantining for 14 days. I have um, I have 11 more days to go. So you probably will be seeing a lot of podcast episodes come out of this time <laughs> of me just talking because I don't have anything else to do. I've already had one friend come and visit me, um, Shiloh. She does not care about quarantine rules and I'm not sick. So yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of illegal. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about it on my podcast. But I mean, I don't think anybody's really following quarantine rules, which is still a little shocking for me. Um, like whenever I saw Shiloh, whenever she came and visited me the other day, I she came over to me and I was like, she was gonna give me a hug. And I was like, wait, can I give you a hug? Like, is that okay? Because in Germany, like People, people are so freaked out that even getting close enough to give somebody a hug is something that you have to be careful about, you know? Um, and of course, Shiloh didn't care. She was like, yeah, yeah, give me a hug. <laughs> um, but yeah, enough about Corona. Let me talk about some things that God did. Well, wow. God is so good, guys. I... God did a lot of things in me that I did not expect Him to do while I was um, at DTS. Of course, I went to DTS expecting God to move, you know, and expecting God to speak to me and give me guidance about my future and all that. Um, And of course, I expected to, you know, like, just learn a lot and grow a lot and be discipled. Um, But I wasn't expecting God to do the things that he did in me. Um, I grew a lot in my confidence in myself and um, I, yeah, I don't know why I just wasn't expecting for that to happen. Um, And I also was forced out of my comfort zone a lot more than I thought I would be. I already try to force myself out of my comfort zone. Because I don't like being in comfort zones, I feel like I feel like being in a comfort zone is a very dangerous place to be. Because um, if you stay in your comfort zone, you're gonna become stagnant, and that's for me that's very dangerous. And I don't ever want to become stagnant. I don't ever want to be stuck in a comfort zone. Um, so I thought that I I thought that I already had destroyed all of my comfort zones, but apparently not. And I discovered comfort zones that I didn't even know that I had, that I had to then get out of when I was in Germany. Um, For instance, singing in front of people is a huge deal for me and something that I'm not comfortable doing. Um, But there was a staff member in Germany. His name was Marshall, and he found out that I like to sing sometimes, and Um, that I have like, that I play piano for worship for my church. And so then he asked me to lead some songs for worship for our base. And that was so scary. Oh my goodness. So scary. And I led worship while I was in Germany, I led worship maybe like four or five times. And I mean, I'm still scared of it. But because Marshall forced me out of my comfort zone, I feel more comfortable singing in front of people now, actually. And, um, yeah, I'm glad that he forced me out of that comfort zone because if he hadn't, I don't think I ever would have volunteered to lead worship. You know, like I can play piano, I can play keys, but I don't ever sing in front of people because that's so terrifying. Um, but Marshall really, really helped me get out of that comfort zone. And then also, there's the comfort zone of just, like, having healthy conflict resolution. Um, And that's another thing that I didn't know that I, like, could improve upon, you know? That sounds bad. But, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just not something that I really thought about that I needed to work on. Um, And living in quarantine with 11 other young people um, and having... Six girls and six guys. Um, That created a lot of drama and a lot of conflict. Um, And just like, you know, like naturally, I think there was going to be drama whenever there's six girls and six guys and we're all in the same age range of like, you know, 20s. Um, So there were a few teenagers, me included, Um, but pretty much everybody's the same age range. The youngest person we had was 17. The oldest person that we had was 34. But after the 34-year-old, there was a 25-year-old and then two 23-year-olds. So pretty much everybody was the same age in our DTS. Um, So there was definitely a good amount of drama and um, just, like, problem-solving that had to happen. And um, for me, it was actually really good. I mean, okay, conflict is never good, but um, because there was conflict and because there was drama, I actually learned so much about myself and so much about, like, the heart of the Lord, and um, I really, it forced me to grow in ways that I didn't know that I could grow. Um, And, you know, just, like, having different sit-down conversations with different people and always asking God, like, God, what is your heart for this person? Help me to love this person the way that you love them. Help me to see this person the way that you see them. Help me to see this person inside of the story. Um, really, really, really forced me to grow and get out of my comfort zone because I'm not the kind of person that likes conflict, um, or drama. I mean, I don't think very many people like it, but I really try to avoid it and bring peace at all costs most of the time. Most of the time, (laughs) unless I really disagree with the other person and I think that they're wrong. (laughs) Um, But yeah, God just, God helped me grow in ways that I didn't know I was going to grow. And it was really interesting. Um, I think like having a DTS during quarantine, during Corona, um, made it much more interesting Than it might have been, you know, Um, whenever so like basically whenever Corona struck, pretty much all the DTSs around the world stopped. And my DTS was one of the only DTSs in the world that was running during Corona and that actually graduated. Most DTSs that happened during Corona didn't graduate or they just like were put on pause. Um, So it's cool to be able to say that I was in one of the only Corona DTSs in the whole world um, that actually graduated and I have credit now, you know, I finished the course, I actually graduated and that for me, that's really cool to be able to say that. Um, but yeah, I think one of the things that really, really, um, was worked on me, like God really worked on me was having patience and, um, trusting him, trusting his process, trusting his timing, Um, and giving up my own rights. Yeah, oofed. Giving up my own rights is something that I'm still learning about. Um, but just recognizing that, like, I, I think that I have rights to things, but actually I don't. You know, I don't have a right to be happy. I don't have a right to have a husband. I don't have a right to, um like do whatever I want. You know, I don't have any rights really. Um, and not, not in a way of saying like I'm a slave, but in a way of saying like, I, I am literally nobody, you know, I'm just a human being and God is God. You know, I, I don't have any rights. I don't have any ownership to anything before God. He is the Lord of everything. And really, really learning that, like, I'm I'm nobody, and yet God still loves me. And yet He still has plans for me, and yet He still wants to use me. He still makes promises to me. And I really, really struggled for a while with laying down my rights before God. You know, laying down my rights to um, have a family someday. Laying down my rights to get married someday. Laying down my rights to... um you know, go where I want to go, um, do what I want to do. And I really, really struggled with that for a while. Um, until I kind of had like this moment one day where I was worshiping and I had been trying to, um, I guess I had been kind of fighting for my way. You know, I'm pretty stubborn. And so I had been kind of fighting, wrestling with God, like, God, I want my way. I want to do it my way. And finally, one one day during worship, I just felt like God told me like, I mean, you can do it your way, but it's not going to be as good as if we do it my way. And then I was like, okay, God, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) I give you my rights. You know, I give you all of my desires and dreams and aspirations. You can have them do with me what you will. And that is such a freeing thing to be able to say and to be able to believe And it's hard because it's not something that you can just say. You have to live it out and you have to practice it. And so even now, after already laying down my rights before God, I have to continually remind myself that his ways are better. His timing is better. His plans are better. He knows better. You know, I know what I want in a future husband. I know the kind of man that I want to marry and like all that kind of stuff. but Actually, God knows what's best for me. You know, I think I know what's best for me. I think I know what's good for me. I think I know what will make me happy, but God knows what's best for me. He knows better. You know, He knows me better than I know myself. And so, of course, He knows what's best for me. And so, it's a really, really tough process of trusting God and trusting His timing, trusting that He knows best, trusting that He knows what's good for me, even when. I don't really want to follow his rules or when I don't want to let him be in control, you know, whenever I want to be in control, I have to constantly remind myself that it's better for me and for everybody around me if God is in control, you know, um, for me, that's difficult because I really like being in charge. I really like being in control and I'm stubborn. Again, I don't like to give up, um, and so, um, yeah whenever I wrestle with God, I always end up losing because God is God, He wins, no matter what. but yeah, sometimes it takes me a while to realize that I just need to give up whenever I'm fighting with God because I'm so stubborn, and God will always win, and He's always good, and he's oh, uh, he's just so good guys i there are no other words for me to describe how amazing and awesome and good God is. He's just incredible. Another thing that God really worked on me during that time was the importance of relationships. Um, I'm the kind of person that I'm very, very independent. And I I like to think to myself, like, oh, I don't need people. You know, I've got myself. I've got God. I don't need anybody Um And even, like, sometimes I have this weird conflict of, like, oh, I want to get married and I want to have kids, but also, like, I don't need no man. I'm fine by myself. Um, And, like, I don't really, yeah, like, have a need to get married, even though it is a desire of my heart. Um, Yeah, a little weird, but I'm just incredibly independent. And God kind of worked on me and brought to light that that's not always a good thing. Um, and that he created fellowship and friendship for a reason. Um, and he created us to be, um, like personable humans, you know, he created us to be like beings that desire fellowship for a reason. And that, um, yeah, I just kind of like had realizations throughout DTS that sometimes my independence is not just independence, but it's um like a defense mechanism to protect myself from being hurt. And God really, really worked on me on that of just like letting people in and being vulnerable and letting myself make good friendships and good connections. You know, I made some of the best friends of my entire life while I was on DTS. And for me going into DTS, I was scared to make friendships because I knew that I wouldn't see these people for very long. And I knew that, um, I might not ever see them again after I graduate DTS. And I don't want to get really close to these people and then have to say goodbye and maybe never see them again. Um, but God kind of worked on me and basically told me that that's selfish. Um, in that, like by trying to protect myself from getting hurt. I'm hindering myself from learning and making good friendships and making good memories. And God's right. You know, he's always right. (laughs) He knows what's best. Um, And so I, at one point, kind of early on in DTS, I just had to lay down my independence and become dependent on God. And, um, you know, I kind of, God kind of worked on me and made me realize that sometimes my independence can be a form of pride because I'm so independent and so all by myself, you know, I don't need anybody, that I leave God in the dust too. And um, He really, really convicted me of some things of like, I need to rely on Him and not myself. And once I recognized that, and once I forced myself to... Lay down my rights of being independent. My relationship with God got better. Um, you know, I already had a good relationship with God, but like it, there's a whole new level that comes with being completely dependent on God, um, especially when you are living in a different country you've never been in before without any family members, without any, you know, like no job. You're just dependent on the money that people give you. Um, and the blessings that God blesses you with, like you, you come to a whole new level of dependency on God and just trusting him and trusting his goodness and trusting his timing. Um, And I'm so glad that I let myself be vulnerable at this DTS. Um, I'm so glad that I learned how to let myself love others deeply and not be afraid of getting hurt. Because if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have made some amazing friends. You know, I, Taiza um, is probably like, wow, she's amazing. She's like the best friend I've ever had. Um, and I only lived with her for three months. She's from Brazil. Um, but if I hadn't let myself get close to her, I wouldn't be best friends with her, you know, and I would regret that so much because I'm so, so thankful for our friendship and just so much beauty has come out of our friendship. And I have learned so much through her and through our relationship. And God has really, really used her to speak to me on different things and teach me about different things. Um, yeah. If I hadn't listened to God, I wouldn't have had that relationship. And it's beautiful to me that, God knows everything. He knows that if we make a decision, it'll affect our future. And so God knows that if I had made the decision to hold everybody at arm's length to protect myself, I would have not made such good friends, you know? And so, but God wanted me to have those experiences. God wanted me to have good memories. He wanted me to be able to make good friends. And so even in the beginning of DTS, he was working on me trying to help me to be vulnerable, trying to help me to get intimate with these people, so that I wouldn't regret not making friends. And ugh, that just that just shows more of God's goodness, more of his glory, more of his kindness, more of his love. Because he loves us so much that he wants us to be happy, you know? Even though I have no right to be happy, God still wants me to be happy. You know, he doesn't want me to live in Sadness, without any friends, all alone, isolated, you know, he wants me to enjoy life, he wants me to have good memories, he wants me to have good friends, and oh uh, guys, God is so good, he's so, so incredibly good i every day I'm just in awe of God's goodness, of his beauty, of his majesty, and I just I'm in a constant state of wanting more of God and more of his goodness and more of his love and yeah god is so good guys it's incredible sometimes um i just look out at the nature and i'm like wow god you made that like you made that wow that's incredible go you (laughs) but yeah god has taught me so much during this dts and um done a lot through me. And if you guys are ever considering, um, just like, if you're considering anything, any kind of life, you're considering going into missions, you're considering going to college, you're considering, um, going to a, like a desk job, whatever, whatever you want to do in life, I recommend a DTS. Do a DTS. It literally takes like six months out of your life And you will not regret it. Like, I I wish that every single person would do a DTS. It's amazing. It changes your life. It changes your perspective on the world. It changes your relationship with God. It changes the way that you look at the people around you, the way you look at your life. And it's so good and so incredible. God did amazing things. You know, he did miracles and such amazing things that I will never forget. And I would not have those experiences. I would not have this worldview, this outlook on life if I had not done a DTS. So even if you're considering just going to college, take a gap year and do a DTS. Like seriously, it'll change your life. You can do a DTS as soon as you graduate high school. So even if you graduate high school early and you're like 16, go do a DTS. Like it's, It's amazing. And any any age can do a DTS. I I know somebody who did a DTS when she was like 57. Like any age. You don't have to be young to do a DTS. Just get out there and go do one. It takes literally like five to six months out of your life. That's nothing compared to all the years that we have. Okay, I sound like a salesman. (laughs) I just... I'm so passionate about it, guys. It's amazing. It's so good and so pure. And you learn so much about yourself that you didn't even know existed. You know, I learned things about myself that I didn't even know existed. I learned things about God that I didn't even know existed. It's it's so worth it. So, so worth it. And it's cheap, too. Like, it's not even that expensive. My DTS cost me, like... Not even three thousand dollars, like it's so cheap and so worth it like I ugh, everybody should do a DTS it's amazing and it's beautiful and you learn and you grow and you stretch and I think it especially for people that are considering going into ministry or considering going into missions, I think doing a DTS is essential like. If I ran a ministry, I think I would require my staff members to do a DTS before joining my ministry because it's, I think that it's the perfect way to be trained for missions and to be trained for ministry. And I honestly, yeah, if you're going, if you're considering going into ministry of any form in the future, do a DTS. You'll be so thankful that you did it and you'll learn a lot of things that you wouldn't have learned. Um, and it'll prepare you in a much better way than anything else could prepare you. Um, and yeah, it's just amazing and it's so worth it. And I think that's all I have to talk about today. (laughs) Liz, thanks for listening to my infomercial about (laughs) DTSs. Hmm. so thank you guys so so much for listening to episode five of season two of adventures with abigail i hope you enjoyed my quarantine thoughts and dts stories and dts advertisement um and i really hope you guys have a good rest of your day or a good rest of your night wherever you are, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. I just pray blessings over you and, yeah, that you would have a new encounter with God. All right. Bye.